What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No BS Finance. Today, I want to talk about a pretty interesting topic, which is the idea that women have to or should invest differently than men. And while a lot of women will benefit from this episode because they'll figure out kind of how they should be investing compared to maybe typical investing advice, I think men will also benefit because they may have never thought of this perspective before, kind of like me when I was thinking about this or before I even thought of this topic. But before we get into it, as always, this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not meant as investment advice. If you do like the podcast, please download it, like it, share it with your friends as it does help tremendously. My email, my Instagram, they're in the show notes if you want to ask any questions or you have any real life scenarios you want me to cover on the podcast. If you're interested in a one-on-one consult, check out my website. The link is in the show notes and also in my Instagram bio. Other than that, let's kick off this episode on gender and investing. I'm going to start this episode by talking about the basics of investing because usually when we think about investing, we think about two main categories and which are what is your income and what is your age. Your income determines how much you can save per month or per year, and your age determines what your time horizon is, so how many years you have to grow your money and how risky you can be with your investments. But in a recent article put out on Yahoo Finance written by Pascal Malenfant, hopefully I said that right, probably butchered it, but sorry, Pascal, where this article interviewed several experts in the financial planning or finance industry, personal finance industry, whatever it is. And they make a claim that gender should be another factor to consider on top of income and age. And I'm not going to lie. When I first heard this, I I thought it was absurd um, because investing is investing. We all have the same time horizons, income is income, and we all have the same resources to get there. But then I got into the article and you know what? I was wrong as fuck. Um, I can admit that. And maybe some of you listening may be thinking the same way I was. And hopefully I can change your opinion a bit with this podcast. And before we get into the weeds here, I just want to make a note that while gender does play a role, I don't think that it's as major of a role as income and age. But that's just my opinion. There is a lot of psychological aspects that go into how different genders invest. And I do believe that it does make a difference. But age and income are still the two biggest levers in my mind. So without further ado, let's get into it. Why do women have to, actually I shouldn't say have to, why should they invest differently than men? So women have a wider range of life and career events. Some examples of this would be things like maternity leave or childcare or taking care of loved ones, like parents, grandparents, let's be honest, it usually doesn't fall to the guy to do that, usually falls to the woman if they're in a relationship, something like that. These aspects make it so they may not be maxing out their CPP contributions, they may have earlier career plateaus, and the creation of a wage gap. So when they take time away from work, they're not able to pay into their CPP fully. Therefore, not receiving as much of a benefit when they retire as they may have thought originally. Because they may be like, oh, like I didn't even think about like my maternity time off or any other time off I took and I just thought that 
my contributions would equal out to the max. Um, so they may not be getting as much as they may have thought. Further, when women take a mat leave or must take care of loved ones or something like that, their career usually gets put on hold. And fair enough, like you're taking care of a kid, like, or you're taking care of whoever. That's above everything in, in my mind. That for sure is. But their career usually gets put on hold. So during that time, they aren't making as much money. Fair. And when they get back, they're in the same position as when they left. Whereas if they never went on mat leave, they may have been promoted. And they have probably not seen any wage increase. Whereas their male colleagues who have been working during this time may have received wage increases or promotions. Therefore, creating a wage gap where women are left behind. They may also struggle to get promotions due to their other obligations in life that their male counterparts may not have. It creates a system of lower income for women overall. And lower income means lower amounts left for investing. Another thing to consider here is the fact that women often live four to five years longer than men, just on average. This means they should have four to five years more of income to live off in retirement. So not only are they getting passed up for promotions and having to take more time off, they also need more money than men at retirement. It's a tough go for sure. And it's a system that definitely favors men. Um, but that that doesn't mean you just curl up and accept it and go, oh, fuck me, like world's unfair, like all that kind of stuff. Like anytime you try and fight against the system, the system's probably going to win like 99.9% of the time. So if you're not going to win, if you're not going to like beat the system that way and be like, oh, like life's unfair, that kind of thing, you don't curl up and accept it. That means you make a plan to make up for the gap and you still crush it and you still equal to or do better than your male counterparts. So at this point, you're kind of like, okay, Nick, like, fuck yeah, like, I want to still crush it, even though I have all the, or not all these, but I have some of these things that maybe are hindrances or something that maybe feel like I'm being left behind or something like that. So what can and should be done to make sure that women are saving enough for retirement? And it comes down to making sure that your money is working harder for you. So when I say that, I mean that there are two main things or levers that need to be pulled. Women probably should start investing and saving earlier in life. It just is what it is. And they need to be more aggressive in their portfolio. So let's break these out. Starting earlier in life is a big one. And one that I honestly, I recommend for everyone. I recommend everybody start as early as possible because that will benefit you so much down the road because that money has to has so long to grow and it can snowball the longer you keep it and this is even more essential for women but if you because if you have a solid base of money that is being invested and then let's say i don't know let's say you start investing at like 20 you have kids at 30 this is just this is just an example Let's say you've invested that money since 20. You have 10 years worth of investing to go off of. And then you go on maternity leave, maternity leave. At least you know that your retirement account is still making you money during that time. And it is a proven statistic that women are better at saving money than men. And that doesn't surprise me at all. So if it's possible, start early with your investing. 
And if you feel like you are late and you haven't started investing and you're 34, then start right now. There is no time like the present to get started. So the other thing that women can do to make their money work harder for them is to simply invest more aggressively in their younger years. Because honestly, you can't afford to have a like lower risk investing like men. This could look like slightly more aggressive ETFs that follow a specific sector or commodity-based ETFs or just putting all your money into an ETF that tracks the S&P 500 and nothing into lower risk options. So you're not holding any cash in that account. You're strictly going, hey, everything here is going into the S&P 500. I'm gonna make the max amount of return that I can on here. In the article in Yahoo Finance, uh, they mentioned getting into things like real estate and private equity. Um, real estate is great if you can afford it. Um, not many people can, especially if you live anywhere that's anywhere. Um, you, you can invest in certain, uh, like REITs and stuff like that, which are like, um, investment opportunities, which kind of, let's just put it, they're kind of like stocks. You can like invest in them like that. They're, they're not exactly the same, but they're kind of like that. Um, so you can do that. So real estate is great if you can afford it. Um, don't, don't get me wrong, but I can't say I agree with private equity investing because it is incredibly difficult to get into and most of the time it doesn't pan out and it is very, very liquid, uh, meaning that it's very hard to like pull out your money or cash in your money, stuff like that. And if an investment is a liquid, then you don't own it, it owns you. So I'm not saying you need to go out there and be speculative and buy penny stocks and just pray to the stock market gods that this raises and then I make a million dollars. No, just put less of your money towards safer, low risk investments and more towards being aggressive, especially in your younger years. Because younger years, you got a a big time horizon. And I think women are starting to take this advice actually, because historically, women actually make a better return than men by 0.4% annually. So the issue isn't that women are or can make a better return. The issue, as has been kind of proven out and they mentioned in this article, is that women are risk averse and they generally have lower confidence in what they are doing. Being risk averse is great when you get closer to retirement because you need to preserve that money. You want to be in lower risk stuff. You don't want to be taking big risks with your retirement money when you're five years away. But when you still have decades to go, you can afford to be more aggressive. And regarding confidence, you get, oh man, I'm a little rant here. You get a lot of men that swagger around as if they have a fucking clue what they're investing in and will talk their shit about specific sectors or stocks that they're investing in and how it's so great. And it fucking grinds my gears because they don't have a fucking clue. But women just don't have that same confidence, which in some cases is great because women or because men can be annoying as fuck talking about investing. But women don't have that same confidence because talking about finance and talking about money is kind of seen as taboo. And it generally isn't something that is talked about when you're growing up. Whereas for men, they're supposed to be the breadwinners and all that shit, but times are changing. And where women usually ask, this was kind of proven out as well, 
women usually ask the questions like regarding personal finance, they usually ask the questions like, what can I afford? And will I be okay when it comes to their finances? And I think it's time to kind of switch that into the the question of what can I do today to benefit my future self? How does my financial plan work? And other questions that are more forward-looking as opposed to just getting past today. And I think this comes down to a couple of key psychological barriers, which are being scared to ask questions and look dumb, not wanting to ask for help, and just thinking that investing is kind of lonely and just dominated by men. So I have stressed this on this podcast before that there are no dumb questions in finance. Finance is confusing and you shouldn't be scared to look dumb if that means making thousands of dollars later in life or saving thousands of dollars. Most people are good people and want to help you. But it leads into, this kind of leads into my next point in that you need to find someone who is looking out for you and not someone who is trying to sell you bullshit. If you don't understand something or don't understand how to invest or don't understand your financial plan, please reach out to someone for help. Like I'm here, financial planners are here and they want to see you do well. They want to see you crush your goals and live a fucking awesome life. So don't just go to some random guy on Instagram that promises 30% returns or your uncle who made money through speculative investing 20 years ago. Like reach out to someone who knows their shit and has no skin in the game and just wants you to wants to help you. Like investing doesn't have to be lonely or dominated by men. Like yes, historically it has been dominated by men. And yes, They have historically made more money and all that shit, but times are changing and women have just as much firepower and as many resources as men in the investing world. You can blow them out of the water. You can be equal to them. You can talk to other people about investing strategies. It doesn't have to be something that is taboo. It's something that is essential for everyone. And when people don't want to talk about it, that kind of just means that they're scared to talk about it, whereas they shouldn't be. And women have every right to crush their goals as much as men. So if I can leave you with any piece of advice from this podcast, please reach out to someone and don't be scared to ask questions about your personal finances. So that wraps up today's podcast. Um, A really good one, a really important one, in my opinion, with lots of information to think about. So I hope the women listeners learn something new and maybe understand a bit more about how their investing strategies need to differ. And I hope you feel confident reaching out to someone and not being scared to ask questions. There are no dumb questions. Investing in finances don't need to be lonely and they don't need to be dominated by men. You have all the resources you need at your fingertips. And men, I hope you gained a new perspective that maybe you hadn't thought of before as women do go through a lot of different life and career changes than us. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you learned something new. If you like the podcast, please like it, share it, download it as it does help tremendously. If you have any questions, shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Instagram. Happy to answer them in any way I can. If you want to talk about your financial situation, find me on nobsfinances.com and let's get started. Thanks again, everyone. I hope you have a great day and we will see you next week.